Hello there, listeners. It's the Not The Top 20 betting show sponsored by Black Type. Now, we reckon that if you like betting and you like football and you like betting on football and you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you would enjoy a £10 free football bet. That's what Black Type are offering new customers that sign up with the offer code NTT20. So if you head to blacktype.bet, register for an account, and while you're doing that, sign up with the offer code NTT20, you can enjoy a £10 free football selection without even needing to deposit this weekend. So if you like the sound of any of our picks, or if you've got any strong fancies yourself, this will be a good time to head to Black Type and register an account if you've already got one and you still fancy getting some free goodies off Black Type, it's a bit harder. You've got to play Scoreboard, which is the game where you tweet us a game in the EFL that will be nil-nil and a game that will be over 4.5 goals. Using the hashtag Scoreboard, tweet us at NTT20pod and at Black Type Bet with your picks this week. No winners again last week, so really, you guys need to up your game, or more likely... Uh, the EFL teams need to stop scoring so many goals because nil-nils have been in short supply in the last few weeks. George, last weekend was about as sort of neutral as they come. I think we were 0.03 up combined for the, for yeah. the week. Yeah, well, you were 0.33 up and I was 0.3 down. So um, <laughs> a, a bit of a skinner of a week. But uh, good to see you back in the positive for a week, mate. You know, we, we always talk about teams stopping the rot. You've stopped the rot, uh, which is great to see. So you are now minus 11.14. And I'm plus 0.85. So, um, yeah, I mean, not basically nothing done, but but a, but a bit of progress for you. You just watch what happens this week. Um, it, it's been a busy week for us. We must apologise, guys, for the uh, tardiness of this podcast. Normally Thursday afternoon, today Friday afternoon. But, George, there was a good reason for it. Uh, this is the third podcast of the week. And the Battle of Bramall Lane podcast that we released on Wednesday needed a bit of time to breathe, but appears to have gone down very nicely indeed. Yeah, it has done. Um, loads of of good feedback. Um, glad people like it. A lot of people suggesting matches that we can do next. And I think, you know, given given the reaction to it, um, we can take some learnings as well. I think it's important that next time, whilst we did definitely try and get a West Brom voice on, um, we failed to do that. And I think maybe next time we'll have to just make sure that we do get um, stories from both sides. But uh, it's something we're happy to explore further. And if anyone has any 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 matches they think we should look at or any any it doesn't even have to be matches i mean i, I was thinking that, anything you know we, we probably won't do an oxford one to, for a few uh for a few episodes but you know the ramon diaz era at oxford something stuff like that just weird things that have happened in the efl in the last kind of 20 or so years get in touch and we'll see what we can do yeah there's plenty of them thank you very much to everyone who shared that podcast we asked for your support especially for that one and you came up big for us so many thanks to all of you who shared and who spread the word for that Uh, we're going to move on to our picks starting with the match in focus got to be in league one this week doesn't it Barnsley against Portsmouth is a a very very big game although due to the team's recent form George actually we're looking at a Pompey team in first six points clear of Luton in second and a good 12 points ahead of Barnsley, despite having played a game more. So in terms of points on the board, quite a big gap between these two teams. You've been looking at Pompey, the away side, for this one. Uh, how do you consider their chances heading up to Oakwell after a disappointing performance or result in midweek against Charlton? Yeah, I think you've kind of hit the, hit the crux on the head there, where it's important to look at... I mean, it was a really disappointing defeat to Charlton. Uh, midweek losing two two one to a team who who are you know they're a decent outfit but realistically it's a game that they were odds on to win a game they should have ex- expected to win as well um, their home form had, hadn't been great earlier in the season but they'd bounced back from that 
but uh, but this was a poor performance. Interesting to see the substitutions made as well. We saw Andre Green coming on off, off, off the bench, who's been unable to really get into the team because of Lowe and, and Curtis's form. Um, and he scored a goal off the bench as well. And Brett Pittman came on much earlier than we're used to seeing, unsurprisingly, for Ollie Hawkins. So the question is probably here, does Kenny Jackett look to mix his pack or does he does he stick with the tried and tested team of this season? I think it's pretty likely that we're going to see the same old, um, you know, probably quartet up top with Hawkins leading the line, um, Curtis and Lowe either side of him with Evans just behind. Um, and do we worry too much about that result? Pompey's away form is absolutely superb. They've got 26 points from 10 games, no losses, good. just two draws, and they've only conceded seven goals away from home as well. So I, I'm basically pretty happy to, to draw a line through that result. We've seen before this Portsmouth team struggle away from home, and it's had absolutely no impact on their, on their away performances. And, I, and one of the reasons we, we hear why Portsmouth are so good away from Fratton Park is because teams come at them. And as I'm pretty sure you're about to tell us, I think we can expect Barnsley to definitely throw down the gauntlet. Mm. Yeah, Barnsley are a funny one. Their early season form was very impressive. They appeared to, to race ahead um, early on, both in terms of points and also, and something we look at a lot, as, as you'll know, the, the performance data was always very, very strong. But in the last eight games, their form is very patchy. It's actually quite poor. They've lost four of their last eight games in the league. Uh, they're 16th in the points table in the last eight games. And the underlying numbers are still decent. They're not as bad as that suggests, but they have certainly dropped off from that early season excellence. I think there's a few things at play here. We often see um, styles of play that that are unusual and that are uh, not unprecedented, but without many precedents, aside from the norm in League One. That's what we saw from Barnsley to start the season, and it appeared to be very, very effective. And you have to wonder whether, like with many other teams, uh, after 10 games of a season... Um, teams get a little bit smarter there's a bit more um, analysis being done uh, a bit more data to look at and you can start to to counteract those things and and, and maybe Barnsley have struggled a bit with that even when they were winning a few games the, the, the dominance appeared to be falling away and then in the last few games well they were lucky to get a point against Doncaster they were soundly beaten by Sunderland after a horrendous start and they went to Wickham on the weekend and didn't deserve anything more than a point ended up getting nothing so I think if I look at the team, we mentioned how they kept the majority of that squad from the championship. And you've got a front two in Kiefer Moore and Corley Woodrow who look really, really sharp. Goals in abundance. You've got the centre-backs, Lindsay Pinnock, who are obviously very good. But I've got a bit of an issue with balance in midfield, with Kenny Dougal, who was so impressive at the start of the season, being out mid to long term. They, they really have missed him. I'm not sure that... In a 4-4-2, a central midfield of Mowat and McGeehan really gives you what you might fancy out of possession. Clearly great attacking players, clearly good ball players, but I'm, I'm yet to be convinced that they are um, good enough when I think of that Pompey central midfield or, or even Sunderland's or, or any, any of the other challenges. I think that's where Barnsley fall down a little bit. And then the wide men just not consistently delivering, many of them arguably not proper wide men. You've seen Moncur play out there Potts is one of those players that on his day looks unbeatable, but how often does he have that? I'm not sure, really. Um, and the likes of Hedges, Tiam and, and Barra uh, are just not consistently performing. So I think that there are some, some question marks, really, over this Barnsley side. What we have seen is that in games against the bigger teams, have been unbelievably entertaining. They lost 4-2 against Sunderland, 3-2, they beat Luton, and they beat Peter of 4-0. So 
I'm looking at goals in this game because I'm not confident enough backing Barnsley um, but I'm very wary that at their best they can be very very good so I'm going to go for a goals angle over 2.5 is even money uh, for this game uh, my worry here is that Pompey might begin the game defensively trying to, to frustrate Barnsley but at the same time Pompey are 12 points ahead of them I feel like that swagger that they have that confidence that they have I think they you know they might go into this game flexing their muscles a bit with a more open game and that'll lead, lead itself to goals so over 2.5 George is my pick at evens where have you fallen here yeah I think that given the the kind of two to one or bigger on Pompey it's hard to not see that as value given their away form given in all competitions Barnsley have just got one win from their last five um, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm a huge fan of this Barnsley team, and I'm a bit nonplussed as to why the form um, has been as poor as it has been recently. Um, so I'm going to give myself a bit of a bit of insurance, and, and my tip is a Pompey draw no bet at 23 to 20. Nice. What about your nap in the EFL this weekend? Full slate of fixtures. Quite, I thought, a tough slate. But you've got what you're calling the bet of the season. So far, yeah. Well, um, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm it can't be the bet of the season that hasn't happened yet. Don't know. Um, yes, I am excited about this one. Um, it's in the championship, which is probably a bad thing to start off. But um, yeah, it's my old friend's Reading um, to, uh, to, be, to be beaten at Rotherham. Um, I, I'm just... And I've just seen that it's You're all, so excited. Well, I've, I've, just seen it, I've just seen it's all gone blue on Oddschecker. Ten minutes ago, it was 23 to 20 with Black Type. It's now 11 to 10. Um, so, yeah, 11 to 10 for these two points. Uh, Rotherham have been unbelievably unlucky uh, in the last couple of weeks. A stat that I think will take most people by surprise is they're actually unbeaten in nine games mm. in the championship. Um, their home form is very good. They were, they were lucky to get past Swansea, um, but very unlucky in, def- in enduring against both QPR and against Stoke. Um, they've scored six goals in their last three home games um, they've only failed to score twice at home in 2018 obviously a lot of those games were in League 1 but that sorry League 2 sorry <laughs> League 1 uh, but that just shows you that it's not the New York Stadium is not an easy place to go and play um, as an away team uh, and a massive part of, of the reason why I think they're a big price is purely because the performances they're putting in um, have has deserved victories but, but if you look at it they're also winless one win in that nine as well so it's understandable that why people would look at it and be reticent to back a team who are struggling to get over the line. Reading, on the other hand, um, a managerless, rudderless, clueless. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really poor from them. Um, they, they've drawn a blank in, in their last three away games. They've only scored two goals in their last five away games. Um, they, they look really, really poor. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I mean, the prices at the moment, it looks like, I think, Rotherham are going to go odds on fairly soon looking at the market. Um, but the, the initial tissue market had them as being way too similar at a, at a neutral venue. Um, looking at the team is way too close, and and I, I've yeah I've no doubt whatsoever that the balance of play will ref, will reflect the fact that Rotherham are the better team. Whether or not they can get over the line is another thing. But at, at, at odds against, I'm I'm really happy to uh, have a strong selection on Rotherham. Yeah, mine is is very much an odds on shot, but. For the nap, you just really, really need one that you are super, super confident of landing. And I've mentioned that I thought it was tough uh, across the board this week. So I'm going to lean on Doncaster at home to Scunthorpe. They are four to six with black type and they are my nap. Um, Against bottom 10 teams, Doncaster have six wins, two draws, 
zero defeats. Putting teams at the bottom end of the table away has not been an issue. Generally, they seem back in business after a bit of a wobble. Of course, they started very well, then they had a, a poor run, but they appear to have their swagger back with wins in recent weeks against Wimbledon, against Blackpool, against Bristol Rovers on the weekend, and that worthy draw at Barnsley where they'll feel disappointed they didn't win. So, um, Doncaster, I'm very keen on at the moment. Uh, Scunthorpe, no secret that they have <clears throat> have projected as one of the worst teams in the league pretty much throughout the season, but especially over the last two months or so. Um, they were headline news when coming back from 3-0 down to draw 3-all against uh, Oxford in front of you. And your response was to say, don't get too excited about that comeback. This is a, a very, very poor team that got lucky. Uh, they followed that with a win against Bristol Rovers, who, of course, are in such a tailspin that they've sacked Daryl Clark. And since then, three defeats for Scunthorpe. So back to losing ways. Um, they've conceded 44 goals in their 21 games this season. That's more than two a game. So uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Doncaster are the type of team that if they're conceding on average to a game Doncaster are more than capable of helping themselves to score to um, uh, helping themselves to two or more um, Marquis Malik Wilkes James Coppinger Herbie Kane have been on, on fantastic form going forward in the last few weeks Scunthorpe's chairman released a statement asking the fans to please come to matches which was a very honest statement I think the fans to be honest appreciated some communication but the, the relationship is tough, and, and that statement showed that this is a team spiralling somewhat. That was a reaction to the spiral. Stuart McCall, up to this point, just has not had the answers in Mike Holden's Fox Punter ratings. Scunthorpe, second worst in XG ratio across the whole season. Uh, fourth worst in the last eight games. Second worst in the last four games. So it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Contrast that with Grant McCann's Doncaster blissful newlyweds enjoying each other's company immensely and I'm just happy to have Bar- uh, Doncaster as my nap this week in League One at uh, four to six so what about you in League One? Uh, League, I find League One very tricky this week um, two teams who, who will both feel like they're, they're trending in the right direction um, but I'm going to take a chance on, on Wickham um, not much luck for Gareth Ainsworth this week if the NTT20 pod is true given he's been both interviewed and uh, we've took them up so uh, that's not great but um yeah, I mean, Wickham are obviously flying very high indeed. Um, this is the true test of the curse. Yeah, I mean, we'll, they, we'll know. Although, although having said that, do two wrongs make a right? I mean, this could be an, one where we, because we've double cursed him, okay, they come out on top. <laughs> so it's not going to be definitive either way. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they're obviously playing very well, Wickham. Um, really good wins against three decent teams in, in, uh, in Shrewsbury, Accrington, and then obviously the win against Barnsley was absolutely massive as well. Um, they're not a team who are necessarily reliant on their home form either. Um, they were unlucky. Uh, not to beat Sunderland in, in what's arguably the biggest away game you can really have at this level. Um, so, uh, I mean, I understand, obviously, that Gillingham are, are flying high themselves. They're, they're an incredibly streaky team. Uh, we always say that. And, and in, in terms of league form alone, um, they've won their last two. But prior to that, they lost three games. Um, and they lost at home to both Blackpool and Luton as well. So it, it's not a particularly strong one. I think it's just one of those where it's two evenly matched teams who are both um, playing well at the moment and... The home advantage gives Gillingham an edge in the market, but I'm happy to, to take a chance that Wickham are going to continue their good form. Um, Gareth Ainsworth is someone who we've seen last season who can take a team uh, through basically on, on good feeling and momentum and he can keep his players up for a challenge. So a uh, 15-8 Wickham for one point is my... Uh, that's 15-8 with black type is my League One tip. And woe betide anyone who says that Wickham are a long ball team 
and are only pumping it up to Akinfenwa because, as Gareth said uh, very clearly on Monday, that is not the case. It's good news for them when teams think that because it means they ignore some of their other qualities. Um, he bigged up their counter-attacking ability over the last few weeks with Akinfenwa being out injured. So interesting one that. Uh, I'm going to pick in the Championship Norwich League leaders. They're 2.62, which is 13 to 8 in fractional terms. They are away at Bristol City. And Bristol City obviously got a, a very impressive, very important in many ways win against Birmingham uh, last weekend. It was a very, very even game that. And it was, I think, quite important for Lee Johnson to have got that win. That has turned a run of four defeats into, uh, uh, in the last three, a win at Ipswich, a draw at home to Millwall, and that away win at Birmingham. So positive, but I'm not getting too carried away with Bristol City here and those last three games. The last four games, according to Mike Holden's Fox Punter um, data, their last four games, they've averaged just 0.55 xG. Uh, per game going forward so that is a bit of a worry for me and and ultimately they're up against the best team currently in the championship a team that is um, still projecting very very well that has been showing um, an ability to to win games either in the first half or late if necessary Uh, and a team in Norwich that I just think has many different players performing at the moment many different players enjoying their football and, and different ways to get at you goals from midfield goals from out wide of course Pookie only needs a couple of chances as well so I think that taking Norwich here at a Bristol City side that I'm not particularly convinced about um, at 13-8 to eight is something that I was happy to do in a championship card that I found very difficult and very nearly went for Brentford away at Hull here. <laughs> I thought there might be a riot, so wow. uh, didn't, didn't do that. For Norwich, my pick in, in League One, which leads us down to League Two. George. Yeah, I like this one as well. Um, I've yes. basically backed Forest Green at this price against any team at home, really. And I know that Mansfield are obviously a, a very good team. I know that Mansfield uh, are projecting very well in terms of the data. And, you know, we waxed lyrical about their front three. On yeah, the, I nearly picked Mansfield here. On so. EFL Matters last week. But their away form isn't really up to much. Mm. You know, you look at the results. They've, they've dribbled, they, I mean, they, they haven't lost many games, but they've drawn um, against teams. They drew nil against Swindon at a period where they were really at the low ebb. Um, they drew away at, uh, at Cheltenham as well, who are a team I don't really rate. They've only won two games away from home um, since uh, this season. Um, it, I mean, I understand that they're... they're you know, at least the, the numbers are saying that they're one of the best teams in the division. But um, but against one of the teams who I rate as one of the best teams in the division as well, I just think that the fact that they're their favourites doesn't really sit right with me necessarily. So, again, it's annoying that we're doing this on Friday afternoon because the price was a little bit bigger than it is now. But um, but 15 to 8 with black type. Uh, we also, we've seen with Forest Green this season as well that against good teams, they have played well. If they haven't necessarily got the results they deserved, they outplayed Lincoln. Um, they... Uh, they're going through a difficult run of form at the moment. The Colchester game is another one which they got beaten at home to a good team. Um, but I, I just think that the, this game is closer than the market suggests, um, especially given the fact that Mansfield are away from home. Um, so yeah, 15 to 8, I'm, I'm up for my boys, Forest Green, getting the job done. We are almost very close to being sponsored by Forest Green at this point, very close to going fully sust- self-sustainable up in here on the betting show. Um, that's going to be a, a, a fascinating game. And if Forest Green do the business for you, then that will be excellent news for um, for those of us who who said quite clearly a few weeks ago that they were one of the better teams. But uh, Mansfield, of course, so impressive over the last few weeks. Um, my League Two pick is 
A first win in management for Sol Campbell's Macclesfield at home to Crawley. Uh, they are 2.6 with black type Macclesfield. Um, uh, both sides, really. I'll start with Crawley. Their away record this season, two wins, seven defeats. They have lost their last five away league games in a row. Um, and quite frankly, I think that there's evidence that Mr. Choffey needs to wake up and smell it because I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that they are very good at all. Um, going back to Mike Holden and Fox Punter uh, in the last four games and in the last eight games, they are second bottom in the XG ratio in the division, which does not bode that well for a team that, you know, it's not a million miles away from a relegation battle if a poor run would were to continue. And they're playing against a Macclesfield side that, you know, everyone's been slightly blinded, obviously, by the, by the press, by the media attention, that Sol Campbell uh, attracts, but uh, even without him, they had started to improve their performance hugely. Um, and they, I'm not going to say they were unlucky to lose to Colchester. I think 1-0 was a fair result, but again, that's a, that's a positive for me in an away game against a, an exceptional home team. And I think back on home soil, um, they can do the business here against Crawley. Again, in the XG ratio data, second best in the league over the last four Games that's partly down to a much more tight defence after the signing of Nathan Cameron. Um, even over the last eight, if you if you stretch it, um, they're up there fifth in terms of xG ratio. So going forward, they're not great, really, Macclesfield. Um, but they've started to show that actually defensively they can tighten up, and I think that's very very encouraging. So uh, in this game at home to Crawley, uh, Mr. Choffey, who won his first away game at Lincoln, has subsequently lost all five of the next ones. Uh, I just quite like I quite like it I want to be on if Sol Campbell's to win his first game I want to be on I want to be able to say um, it's not because just Sol Campbell and he's a big name I just think that this Macclesfield side can do the business so they're my league two pick which leads us on to goals and long shots George which one do you want to go with first I'll go with goals first because it was very nearly a long shot Um, it's BTTS no in the game I'll be at tomorrow um, Oxford against um, against Blackpool I think a lot of people are putting Oxford down as being goal heavy at the moment, but I think that's mainly down to fixtures rather than. I feel like we've. I feel like I've tipped no BTTS in about four yeah, Oxford games. Yeah, I know, and it's been the keeps getting beat. But um, if, if you look at Oxford's home record, um, after losing six games on the bounce and all comps, um, they are unbeaten in five, um, and they've kept four clean sheets in those five as well. Um, it's, it's fairly simple. This and in the Gillingham game, which is a one nil win, um, the goal was a penalty as well, so you can almost call that an open play nil nil. Um, in the in the uh... hold on, this we've done about 120 podcasts, and that's a new phrase. You well, coined a new phrase. Yeah, I'm fine with that. An open play nil nil, mm. sensational. Okay, if only you could bet on that. By the way, that'd be great. Interesting. Yeah, we'll speak to Black Type afterwards and see. Okay. <laughs> Think about it. Just, that's just pens. I mean, like you know, set piece goals are fine. Okay. Um, because well, there's no yeah, anyway. <laughs> we can get into that on Monday. Um, and the Forest Green FA Cup draw was was a really drab affair um, with neither team creating much. Uh, Blackpool have conceded the second fewest goals away from home um, in the league, uh, behind Portsmouth with just eight. They've only scored eight goals at home as well. Um, Oxford's defence is very, very good indeed since John Messina moved into that holding midfield role. Um, I was going to tip up a nil-nil, but then I, I do know, you know this Blackpool team um, are very capable of going and nicking a point and also you know, the Marcus Brown, Gavin White, Ricky Holmes, um, direct dribbling ability is enough to cause any defence in this league 
real issues. So um, taking a little bit off it by just tipping up BTTS, no. So one of the teams not to score at 10 to 11. Yeah, I'm going to the most obvious BTTS pick that you could possibly have in the EFL. It's a Peterborough game. I'm surprised that it's at 1.75 against Shrewsbury because normally when you look down the list, posh uh, games are even shorter than that. And obviously it's not the most exciting price, but I just have this down as a a massive banker. Um, You barely need to explain it really, but Peterborough this season, uh, 67% BTTS has landed. So in two thirds of their games and and in 70% of their away games, we know that they are just dynamite going forward and they've only failed to score in one of their away games this season that was against Wickham Um, and also we know that they are a team that concedes a lot of shots um, whose XG against data is not always particularly strong Um, and they're up against the Shrewsbury side who I think last week I tipped BTTS Shrewsbury win as my long shot against Burton they were on the wrong side of it Burton won that game 2-1 BTTS there's just been a lot of goals in their games in the last in the last eight. Um, they've had two three twos in that time. They've had a three 0 defeat against Oxford, a three one win against Barnsley. Um, I just feel like this Shrewsbury side we know have have been projecting well in terms of attacking data this season, um, and and you can say the same for Posh to an extent. So look, I just think it's it's two attacking teams. Um, it's two teams that can hurt each other and are very vulnerable at the back. So BTTS, yes, Shrewsbury and Peterborough at one point seven five. So long shots, yeah, minus, ooh, handicap ooh. for you. Yeah, but Cheltenham minus one at Port Vale. Um, Port Vale are playing okay, and they've had an easier run of fixtures, which I think maybe takes some of the uh, you know the good positive results. You know, takes the gloss off a little bit. Um, they were beaten one nil by uh, by Swindon last time they, play, they played at home. Um, Cheltenham I doubted whether or not they were the real deal when I tipped up Grimsby against them last weekend I think that 2-1 win is, is better than it looks I think Grimsby are, are certainly performing at a higher level than their league table uh, their league position suggests and whenever I back a team you know I'm backing them to win as well um, and I always think in, in these kind of games where you're backing a, a team to win at 3 or 4-1 to one, um, it's worth just having a bit on the handicap because of, obviously the home team are going to have to commit men forward if your hunch is right and in that case, it leaves, it leaves uh, gaps at the back. We, we landed a nice one of these with Morecambe away at Carlisle uh, a couple of months ago um, and hoping for a similar story here where if Chutton can get their noses in front, they'll be able to sniff out a second later on. Um, so, yeah, so that's 7-1 to one for Chutton and minus one. 8-1, to one, my long shot, and it's a correct score pick. I'm looking at Southend Accrington. I'm going to go with Accrington 1-0 in this game at Roots Hall. Um, I wasn't too kind about Accrington last week when I picked Sunderland against them, uh, focusing especially on Billy Key's goals, which have really dried up, um, certainly from open play. I think he's got two penalties, uh, but otherwise no goals from open play in, in a fair few games in about two and a half months now. So uh, what we do know about Accrington, what they showed against Sunderland, is that they're, they're pretty much in every single game. Um, you know, They got that equaliser before the match was abandoned. There was 20 minutes to go. Obviously could have gone either way. And when you, you're looking at a side that... Um, has won, what is it, seven games this season, uh, six of them by a one-goal margin, one of them Bradford, they won 3-1, um, and they've lost six games this season. Two of them have been 1-0, one of them 2-1, and then a, a 2-0 loss, another 2-0 loss, and 4-1. So I, th- I just find Accrington a, a team whose games are generally going to be quite tight. South End, I'm a bit worried about, to be honest. They've lost five of their last six games, six of their last eight games, Their home record this season, five defeats in 10 home games. They've got the worst XG ratio 
in the division over the last four games, the third worst over the last eight games. So this is a poor run of form, and it's not one where you, you, you're saying they're getting unlucky. Um, you, you have to sympathise with Chris Powell, the abundance of injuries that have just robbed him any chance of putting together a consistent side, a consistent style even. Played a different, few different formations, and it's just been very disruptive for them. They haven't had a, a striker score from... Uh, they haven't had a striker score any goal, let alone from open play, since Tom Hopper on the 20th of October. So we're coming up to to two months now. Harry Bunn has chipped in with a few from the wing, Dieng and, and Mantum otherwise from midfield. But I just feel like Southend are in a bit of a rut um, and they're, they're struggling to create anything. So I think this will be close. And I back Accrington to nick it if it is. Um, despite a poor run, I, I do trust them generally under under John Coleman to show discipline, to show character and, and to have some quality as well. So I think if it's a close game, which I believe it will be, I think Accrington are, are more likely to nick it if it is. I'm going to go with Accrington 1-0 at 8-1. to So there are our picks to be summed up in just one second. Before I do that, make sure you get involved with Scoreball this week. Tweet us with a nil-nil and an over 4.5 pick at NTT20pod at BlackTypeBet. Our picks this week for our naps. George is going with Rotherham, the bet of the season so far for him. I'm trying to play it safe with Doncaster at home to Scunthorpe. In the Championship, I've picked Norwich away at Bristol City. George in, in League One, Wickham away at Gillingham. In League Two, Macclesfield for me and Forest Green, two home teams there. And BTTS, yes, in Shrewsbury. Peterborough for me, BTTS, no. Oxford, Blackpool for George. The long shots, Accrington to beat Southend 1-0 is mine at 8-1. Cheltenham minus one on the handicap. 7-1 for the man next to me. And in the matching focus, big game in League One this weekend between Barnsley and Portsmouth. I've gone goals over 2.5 at even money with black type. And George is picking Pompey, draw, no bet. So sorry for the delayed betting show this week we hope you've enjoyed it please tweet us with your selections with your fancies Uh, please do share if you get to this point you've enjoyed it you've got something from it we're always grateful for that and uh, until monday's podcast that's it from us